comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Hello. Happy Labor Day, Abe. Happy Labor Day. Out now is a film podcast. Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. However, every now and then we like to do some random bonus episodes, such as this one. And this is a very special episode because this is our second annual Top Summer Movies Gamble Results Show. Da 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 da. Exactly. Da da da. That too. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, at the beginning of the summer, um, a, a group of us. Several of us gathered on this po- on this very podcast to lay out what we think, what thought were going to be the top ten movies of the summer in terms of domestic box office. <laughs> now, the summer movie season has ended, guys, and we have the results for what the actual top ten movies of the summer were, and we're going to find out if our predictions, if our predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. I don't think that's true, mainly because I know what happened, <laughs> but <laughs> we're going to go over them anyway. And I have several people here to go over those results with. I have, from Fast Film Reviews, Arriving from the Darkness, Mark Hoven. Hey, everyone. From Damn Dirty Blog, Working Off His Three-Part Hangover, Jordan Grout. <laughs> Hello. And from Cinema Maxwell, a grown-up grad for Monsters U, Maxwell Haddad. Hello, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Happy Labor Day, etc. <laughs> right. Okay. <All> <laughs> um... Yeah, so we're gonna just—it's just a results show. That's all we're gonna do here. We're gonna—we're gonna go over the results, and as I, as I kind of list everybody's place in this uh this results show, we're gonna you know have each person go over their kind of favorite movies of the summer, least favorites, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments, things of that nature, and uh, yeah, we'll just uh, go into it. So here, to um, let's just let's go over the uh, what happened to the box office this summer. Let's do that first. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm going to count these down from, why not the top 20? Because why not? I'll get to numbers when I get to 10, but I'll just go down like the 20 for, for now. Um, these can change and vary, but it doesn't matter. These are, the top, these are the top 20. The 10 aren't going anywhere. Those are solid, but here we go. Uh, but 20, as of now, we have Elysium. 19, Lone Ranger. 18, This is the End. 17th, Pacific Rim. 16th, Epic. 15th, The Hangover Part 3. 14th, We Are the Millers. 13th, Now You See Me. 12th, The Wolverine. 11th, Grown Ups 2. Here's the top 10. In 10th place, we have The Conjuring with 134 million. Mm. 9th place, we have The Great Gatsby with 144 million. Mm. 8th place, we have <laughs> Heat with 157 million. Mm. <laughs> World War Z is number 7 with 200 million. Big jump there. 6th uh, place, we had Star Trek Into Darkness, 228 million. 5th place, we had Fast and Fury X, 238 million. Fourth place, we had Monsters University with 264. Third place, we have Man of Steel with 290 million. Second place, big jump here, Despicable Me 2 with 355 million. Damn it. And then first place, Iron Man 3 with 408 million. So that's the, that was the top 10 movies of the summer. That's a lot of that's a lot of millions. A lot of millions. A lot of big jumps there. That's, that's a lot of wrong answers for my list. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's more than a sixty million dollar difference between Man of Steel and Despicable Me Two. That's huge. Uh, <sighs> that World War Z jump too. Like like there's there's seven movies that are over two hundred million dollars at the box office. That's pretty high. 
here. It was a like I think the summer was quite successful as terms in terms of overall box office. Yeah, it was quite successful. It was, but what's funny is that a lot of the ones that people thought would be successful weren't, and vice versa. Yes. So it was unpredictable to say the least. Which is a little different than last year. Last year is a little more set. Like you kind of knew the movies that were going to make a lot of the money, and there weren't really many bombs or like ones that you didn't expect to be bombs. Yeah, the past couple actually. I'm looking at the other ones, I don't really see any ones that are like, "Oh, I can't believe that didn't make as much money." But uh, yeah, like the getaway. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell on that one, Jordan. Time will tell. But anyway. Let's do this. So I'm going to go over the rules really quick of how I scored all of this, which I had to go over many, many times of my math to make sure I got it all right. But we have it here. Carried the ones. Carried, carried the ones. I, I, I apply. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I got all that. So there we go. Let me, uh... <laughs> okay, here's, here's how the scoring works. So we all predicted a top 10 movies of the summer, and then we also predicted three Dark Horse films. So here's the scoring. If you were able to predict the first place movie or the tenth place movie dead on, you got 13 points right there. Each. If, <laughs> yeah, the rest of the scoring goes like this. 10 points for numbers 2 through 9 dead on. 7 points if your pick was only one spot away from where it ended up. 5 points if there's only two spots away. 3 points if your pick is anywhere in the top 10. And then 1 point for each dark horse pick that makes it into the top 10. I believe you. Yeah, okay. So here we go. Oof. In last place... Out of seven, to remind you, there is myself, Abe, Maxwell, Mark, Jordan, Alan, and Adam. Last place, here comes. Drum roll? Jordan Grout, in yes. last place. With Jordan Grout. Points. Oh, I'm so happy about that. I will say that you you initially had 34 points, but you were you I lowered you 10 points because you were late what? in your picks, much like Adam <laughs> was as well. So this, you had some asterisks going on in yours. Aw. I can tell you right now that didn't really help you regardless. Okay. <laughs> Even if you have right. those 10 points. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure. We don't want to penalize contestants. <laughs> Just for we, nothing. We, we, we talked about this on that very episode that we would penalize <laughs> contestants. Um, so, yes, we do want to do that. But regardless, Jordan, you're in last place with 24 points. You had, as your Dark Horse picks, Wolverine, White House Down, and Elysium, and your top 10. Uh, 10 going to 1, you had Pacific Rim, Grown Ups 2, Monsters University, The Heat, After Earth, Star Trek Into Darkness, Despicable Me 2, Fast and Furious, Iron Man 3, and Man of Steel. So I can tell you where you went wrong right away. <laughs> oh, can you? Oh, please tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Aaron, please explain. <laughs> the presence of After Earth, that, that did help. Pacific Rim, a lot of us had Pacific Rim in there, so that didn't help anybody. I, Pacific Rim stumbled a lot of us, I think. Yeah, Man of Steel, um, obviously that was second and not first. So that, that cost you big points right there, because all of us predicted Iron Man 3 for number one. But the biggest thing, though, that you did notably, that all of us did, I believe, um, you didn't have Hangover 3 in your point yes. 10. So yeah, bravo on you. Plus 50 points for that. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get like a solid knock on the chin. <laughs> I love to have. <laughs> anyway, Jordan, what were your favorite movies of the summer and so forth? Uh, my favorite movies, um, two favorite movies, This is the End and uh, World's End. Those were the two most enjoyable films of the summer, in my opinion. Uh, the, I mean, the rest of the movies I just thought were okay. From, like, Iron Man 3, I had fun with it. I didn't think it was as great as everyone said. Um... Like, even Pacific Rim, I feel like I need to see that again, because everyone went, like, bug nuts for that. And I just walked out of it like, oh, yeah, okay. 
I wasn't as bug nuts. That's always the um, problem. You didn't go bug nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, I enjoyed The Conjuring a lot, Fast and Furious 6. But yeah, I, nothing compared to uh, uh, World's End or uh, This is the End, <laughs> in my opinion. Any uh, any big disappointments? Uh, well, I mean, Pacific Rim. I, I, I wanted to love it, and I didn't. Um, I didn't really hate a whole lot. Okay, I actually loved, surprisingly, I loved World War Z. I, I saw it twice, and I, it, it's one of my favorite movies of, of the year so far. Uh, and uh, the uh, I, I had on my list, I'm forgetting, The Heat. I love The Heat as well. I thought that was very funny. Um, <laughs> I, I did. I did. No, uh, no, I, I got some humor out of it too, so. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I think R.I.P.D. is one of the worst theatrical experiences <laughs> I've ever had in my life. <laughs> And I thankfully missed that one. <laughs> that was, oh my god, I couldn't wait for it to end. I, I would fall asleep like three minutes at a time, and I would wake up hoping it would have been like a 30-minute nap. <laughs> oh yeah, my, my dad was forced to see it with my nephew, and he told me he gave it two snores up. <laughs> I didn't see a lot of um, independent uh, releases. I saw The Way Way Back, which I thought was enjoyable. Um, once again, not great, but you know, it was fun. Um, Despicable Me too. Yeah, it was fun. I hated Kick Ass too. I love the indie spirit of uh, Despicable Me too. Because you were talking about indie movies, that's all. I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. Um, <laughs> um, the The Getaway is one of the best movies of the year. Let's not forget that. Uh, <laughs> I like that you're not kidding. Like you probably went and saw the getaway ten o'clock Thursday night. I saw it like five times. Um, I need to see all the edits. Um, yeah, Elysium fell asleep. <laughs> Didn't really like it. <laughs> um, I, I fell asleep so many times this summer in, in, in the movie theaters. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, just, maybe you just have narcolepsy or something. Yeah, you need more sleep. <laughs> it seems like that seems like you are. Re- maybe just like sleep. You're yeah. Re- you are refreshingly matter of fact. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> Smurfs two saw it five times. Oh yeah, how was that? You, you oh, I, I didn't see it actually. Did you pick up something new oh. every time? <laughs> well, there's like an Easter egg in every scene. Well, I keep falling asleep, so I need to go back and stay awake. The uh. part I didn't fall asleep through. Okay, that's that's, that's the, enough out of you. That. Okay, let's move on. In sixth place. Drumroll? Adam Gentry was in sixth place. Adam Gentry. And he Senator won last year. Last year. Yeah, last year's winner, Adam Gentry, is actually in sixth place uh, this year. can't repeat. I will say that he also lost ten points due to his lateness in submitting the entries, but... Would that have helped him? Um, it would help him... Uh, it, it would put him one... At, it would put him in fifth place instead of sixth place. Oh, okay. So not, not, too, much of a, not too much of a loss there. But Adam had... Um, the Great Gatsby, World War Z, and Red 2 in his Dark Horses. So The Great Gatsby and World War Z paid off for him. And then in his top ten, he had The Smurfs 2, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, Way Down to Number 9, The Lone Ranger, Pacific Rim, Hangover Part 3, Despicable Me 2, Fast and Furious, Monsters University, and Man of Steel, and Iron Man 3. Uh, so the pattern here so far is neither Jordan or Adam had any entries correctly. Or besides Iron, Iron Man 3, Adam had, but every other entry is completely wrong. Jordan especially had nothing right. 
Thank you. I just want to keep pointing this out because it's very humorous <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, you had no picks. Never exactly playing this again. <laughs> Obviously, Adam's not here, so we'll move on to our next pick, our next place. And in fifth place, we have our own Abe Mua Woo! with 34 points. I'm just glad I wasn't in last place because that's what my biggest fear was. No deductions. Um, you had you had Iron Man three correctly guessed, but everything else, much like Adam, incorrectly guessed. So oh. here we have yes, here we go. Not even your dark horse. No, you know you had the Heat. You had the Heat, Wolverine, After Earth, dark horses. Then in tenth place, Elysium. Then Man of Steel. Wait in ninth place, which we all shunned you for at the time, and we'll continue doing now. Oh. Uh, Pacific Rim, The Lone Ranger, Fast and Furious, Despicable Me two, Hangover Part three. Monsters University, Star Trek Into Darkness, and then Iron Man. Yeah, it's a big bummer. I uh, I hate this summer because it was full of a uh, full of hope that was uh, maligned. I guess uh, biggest uh, surprise for the summer was definitely World War Z. I, I did like that movie. I expected not to like it. Disappointment was definitely Elysium, um, and uh, not so much. I, I saw some of the indies. I didn't see as many. Uh, I, I just recently got a copy of Mud, which. I do want to check out. I think everyone's been uh, giving it pretty high praise, including some folks on this panel tonight. Uh, so, yeah, I, overall, just the summer of disappointment, I would say. Um, oh. That was my overall take. This <laughs> 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 uh, is so sad. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up, fourth place. It is me. I am in fourth place. Oh, Five Aaron. Points. Um, I ha- and I had nothing right either. Um, I have, I have Iron Man. I, I had the most that are like close in, in, of the four of us so far. Um, Iron Man is the win. I mean, that that's the only one I got. But um, I had two dark horses: World War Z and The Heat. I also had Wolverine in there. Um, tenth place, I had Pacific Rim and White House Down. That did nothing for me. The Lone Ranger, also nothing for me. Hangover Part 3, nothing for me. So th- none of that helped at all. Um, Fast and Furious, Monsters University, Star Trek Into Darkness, specifically too, Man of Steel, and Iron Man. Um, despite writing a, the most cynical article I could have written and have written, I think, about <laughs> the summer movie season, I did have some favorite summer movies. Um <laughs> Because I would put Pacific Rim and The World's End and This is the End up there. I mean, there's been a host of smaller films as well. Before Midnight, Blue Jasmine, Fruitvale Station, Short Term 12, Spectacular Now, Way, Way Back, In a World, all those movies I like quite a bit. Um, as far as the bad, like, as far as like the, this, the really bad, Hangover 3, Red 2, Turbo, Turbo. The Purge. And, and and I really didn't like the heat at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, so I have those on there. For Turbo, I mean, is it like actual hate, or is it just kind of like it just wasn't very good, and you just it turned into hate because I, I was I, really because <laughs> it seems like one of those films that might not be great, but not enough to just really hate it. I. <laughs> Wait, when, I didn't when, see it. So. When it had, when the line came up of "there's no rule that says a snail can't race in the Indy 500," it just right. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was gone. I, uh, it, 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 it was strange how much like animosity I had towards the movie as I was leaving. It's like, <laughs> it like what? What? It's like what? It seems too sweet to hate. You know, you, I, I would have thought that it would be harmless at most or at right. least, but like it just <laughs> nothing. I remember we like, planes. No, I didn't see planes. Okay, I wonder What's if you would have hated. What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> Nothing's wrong with Aaron for not watching Planes. Nobody liked that movie. What were you saying, Maxwell? I was saying I, I remember reading a piece from frequent guest on the show, Scott Mendelson, who tore apart Turbo like with real vitriol for, <laughs> well, is, you know, issues of, of he thought it was sending the wrong messages to children and thought it was oh. misguided on an intellectual level. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, I hadn't seen it myself, but, you know, I, he made me understand why someone could hate it as opposed to just not connecting with it. Yeah, it's, I, I don't want to get into Turbo <laughs> too much because it's <laughs> it not the summer for Ryan Reynolds either. No, no, not at all. I don't think it's the career for Ryan Reynolds. I, <laughs> oh, jeez. There goes his guest spot of this podcast. <laughs> um, I'll you can edit, edit that out. No, no, it's fine. No, I'll, I'll, make the, I'll make that sound the loudest out of this. this <laughs> turn it up. I'll, I'll turn it up. I'll like those that. commercials after the, the show you're watching. They're like ten times louder. Exactly, yeah. just like that. They're, they're actually not allowed to do that anymore, but they still do. <laughs> on, on podcasts, we'll make it happen. Oh, I'm turning up all the all the audible uh, plugs really high now. Um, <laughs> surprises! World War Z was a big surprise, even if it's not one of my favorite movies of the summer. It was a movie that, you know, was movie one that was not expecting much from and gave me lots of enjoyment. So there. Um, letdowns. Uh, the Lone Ranger was the biggest letdown for me. I was really looking forward to that movie, and it just did not work. It had a lot of good stuff in it, but just yeah, what did not a good movie make? <laughs> Trade. What? Trade? Trade? Thank you. I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Let's get it. Let's move on to uh, third place here. Number three. <laughs> three belongs to Alan Aguilera with 48 points. Alan Agu- also not on the show tonight. Not on the show tonight, but he was the first person to predict at least two numbers in the top ten. Wow. <laughs> um, he had Iron Man 3. Let me just go over. He had, we had World War Z as a Dark Horse, and then Pacific Rim Alone Ranger. He predicted Great Gatsby, making him the only person to put Great Gatsby in his top ten list. I'm pretty sure. Yep, that's true. That's, um, that's impressive. That deserves... He's a, he's a time some, traveler. <laughs> deserves some cred. Is that, if he was a time yeah. traveler, he would have gotten first place. <laughs> he let's just not, didn't want to really present. prove that he's a time traveler. He just, it, no, if he was a time traveler, he would have the conjuring in his top ten. <laughs> <laughs> No one saw that. I think if he was a time traveler, he'd have no worries about doing a podcast or predicting summer movie top ten lists. <laughs> <laughs> that was far too specific. Um, so you had The Great Gatsby, then Grown Ups 2, Elysium, Fast and Furious, Hangover 3, Monsters Universities, Pickle Movie 2, Man of Steel in third place, which was correctly predicted, Star Trek in a Darkness, and then Iron Man 3. Alan is obviously not here, so we cannot talk about his, you know, his movies at the summer. But I'm, good I'm job, nervous. Alan. I'm nervous now. I wasn't expecting to Bronze? do so. Close. Oh yeah, here we yeah, go, guys. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, I'm, yeah. Here we go, Mark. Yes. I know. Sits so down. <laughs> down to the <laughs> wire here, guys. I was expecting <laughs> last. <laughs> Silver and gold. Here uh, we go. Oh man. I'll be fine with either, but I hope I win. Oh. <laughs> Get your excitement CPGs ready. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's it was close here, guys. It was very close, in fact. Very, very close. It was so close. I like your Ryan Seacrest stalling. I had to add it up <laughs> multiple times to make sure I had these right, because that's how close oh this goodness. was. I know. But I'm really wondering, though. What was the plot of Smurfs 2, Jordan? Like, I had no... Ah! didn't see any... Um, like, I just saw, like, hey, there's Smurfs are here. I didn't actually see what the plot of the movie was. Was Gargamel back? Was that... Oh, you, you, you don't know? No, I don't know. Was he Khan? Well, let me tell you. 
before there were Smurfs, there were Smurfsville. The Smurfs 2 tells us the true story of uh, uh, Lady and Papa Smurf, world-renowned paranormal, paranormal investigators who were called to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in a secluded farmhouse. Forced to confront a powerful demonic entity, Gargamel, uh, the Smurfs find themselves caught in the most horrifying case of their lives. That's pretty intense, yo. That was, yeah, that's a great synopsis. Were the keyboards involved? Well, yeah. All right. Anyway, um, in second place, <laughs> Maxwell Haddad with 50 points, ah. making Mark Hoban the winner oh of this my summer gamble. Which is, hold on, hold on here. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. Fifty points for Maxwell. Fifty-two points for Mark. Oh my goodness. Oh, by nose. Yeah. Oh, that's close. It, I'm amazed. It, it was really well, bra- close. Bravo, Mark. Well done. Oh, thank you. Well, good job on you, too. Uh, well, not two, good enough. But... Oh, thank you, Mark. Two, <laughs> two points is, like, not a lot, so that's well, definitely I'm happy, close. happy to be first loser. Well, so here you go. Mac- Maxwell, you had three pretty good in the right spot. Mark had four. Um, mm-hmm. But here we go, Maxwell. You had uh, the Lone Ranger, Elysium, and Epic as your Dark Horses. Then you had the Heat, the Wolverine, Hangover 3, Pacific Rim, Fast and Furious, Man of Steel, Monsters University, which was correctly picked. Star Trek Into Darkness. Despicable Me 2, which was correctly picked. The only one to predict the I, actual place of Despicable I, Me 2. I want to give you a round of applause for that. Mm-hmm. D- knowing Despicable Me 2 would gross as much as it did. That was pretty awesome. I had a feeling it would do well, uh, you know, after the success of the first. And now there's a theme park ride and a lot of merchandise. Uh, so. Merchandising. Merchandising. Uh, and, of course, Iron Man 3. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's funny because it seems like the prevailing thought, uh, you know, from you guys and other websites I read is that the summer was disappointing. But, you know, some of the big movies weren't that great. But on the whole, I had a very pleasurable movie-going summer. Um, if I had to pick a couple favorites, right at the top, I would put Monsters University, Francis Ha, Before Midnight, Short Term 12, and... I don't know, the spectacular now. I also really like The World's End. Um, if we're going to talk disappointments, I was disappointed by Fast 6, Man of Steel, and Elysium. Um, in terms of what surprised me, I was genuinely surprised by The Great Gatsby. I didn't expect to enjoy it, but you know, I found it a little bit you know, melodramatic, but for the most part, I thought it was enjoyable. I was also surprised by The Lone Ranger because... Everyone else seemed to hate it except for me, who didn't love it, but, you know, I enjoyed it. As for <laughs> my least... Uh, Marcus Robinson also loved that film. Did he? He, he yes. loved it. He yes, loved, like, he, like, it's, like, in his top, what, I don't know, five for the year or something. Probably, at least of the right. summer, for sure. I, I mean, oh, wow. I, I really appreciated what they tried to accomplish, and even if I don't think they were always successful, it still struck me as more grand and ambitious than most of the other stuff that came out this summer in terms of spectacle movies. Plus, I loved that, you know, Gore Verbinski's aesthetic and his um, sort of whimsical wackiness he brings to his action sequences. It just tickles me. Like, the the final 20 minutes on the train is just great stuff. And, it is. You know, I'm not, you know, quite over Johnny Depp's 
miming just yet. I mean, I think he can get back to acting a little bit, but I thought he was enjoyable. All, anyway. all of what you said about the Lone <laughs> Ranger, I agree with. I just still didn't like the movie. Fair enough. Thanks. Fair enough. I mean, like I said, it wasn't one of my favorites, but it was a surprise. And then my least favorite, Grown Ups 2, which, yes, I saw for an academic purpose. You can read that <laughs> piece on my blog. Did you, like, and... hammer your head and watch it and see which one was worse? Is that what? No. Well, I mean, basically, it came out the same weekend as Pacific Rim. And I was seeing a lot of people saying how, like, people were, like, America and humans were stupid for choosing one over the other. <laughs> and, like, to me, I, I don't necessarily correlate intelligence with what people choose to do for entertainment so i wanted to just go see the movie so i can write about it with authority and be like yes it was a bad movie but these people are just going to laugh and have a good time and they're not idiots because they chose to pay 15 bucks for this instead of the giant robot movie playing down the hall well it, it is always refreshing when you decide to rip apart a movie that you've actually seen it you know what i mean yeah so, i mean at least I you can say that <laughs> I, and my intention wasn't to rip it apart. I mean, I didn't think I'd like it, and I didn't even really write about my not liking it, but more about, you know, the the way people were so bizarrely vitriolic towards it to the point of attacking those who were paying to see it. Um, then my other least favorite was After Earth, which was just, <laughs> oof. It was just a snore. Just realize what you did with Earth there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I... I, I took that one from Aaron. I've if, heard him do it before. If this, and I'm one that happily acknowledges that that's not how Will Smith says Earth, but <laughs> it's just it still makes me laugh for some reason. If this was a video podcast, we'd cut to a picture of the Smith family making that face at the VMAs. But, uh, I, I just don't know what anyone was thinking with that movie. Back. I have no response for that. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is he's just not a ranger yet, sir. Those accents. <laughs> <laughs> Those accents were, were again, pretty accents. bizarre. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here's the Mark Hoban, our first place winner. Here's your top ten. You had White House Down, World War Z, and Elysium as Dark Horses. Then you had The Heat, Pacific Rim, The Wolverine, Hangover Party. I think you had The Wolverine the highest of all. You really, you went you went for broke on The Wolverine. <laughs> Hangover Part Three, Despicable Me Two. Fast and Furious, which you correctly predicted. The only one to correctly predict Fast and Furious. Monsters University. Man of Steel. Also correctly predicted. Star Trek Into Darkness. You correct. You did uh, Monsters University, also correct as well. And uh, Iron Man 3. So yeah, our winner. What do you have to say about the summer at the movies? So I, I kind of agree with Maxwell. I mean, when I originally looked back on the summer, I was kind of thinking, wow, there's a lot of disappointments but then when i actually started to look at the films i saw a lot of the things that i really enjoyed were actually things that i didn't necessarily expect to or were smaller independent pictures that i really wasn't didn't have a whole lot of uh hype before so uh fruitvale station one of my favorite films of the entire year i i haven't really decided what's going to be my number one i mean obviously we have a lot more to go but it's definitely in contention um the way way back also a film that i absolutely adore i mean like really i love this probably more than anyone can love this film i really liked it a lot um and then as far as blockbusters i really really enjoyed star trek into darkness it it satisfied the classic blockbuster movie on every level for me i liked the i mean it's obviously characters we're used to but i liked all the characterizations i like the 
bromance between Captain Kirk and Spock. I liked Benedict Cumberbatch. I just thought across the board it satisfied on every level. So those were the successes. As far as the worst, it uh, really Man of Steel would be it's not actually not the worst film I saw this summer, but it is kind of like the one that sort Even of the pedigree had, involved. You'd say. There was a pedigree involved, and I really I didn't actually expect it to be good. I actually looked at the trailer, and actually there was one trailer that did look good, but most of them didn't um, engage me. I thought it looked like bad CGI, and that's kind of the reason why I didn't enjoy the film. Um, I, I so that really didn't succeed, and that would have been my worst choice. However, I just saw a film within the last week or two. Your next, this horror film, which <laughs> I, I absolutely <laughs> loathe, like loathe it as much as any film. So if you wanna, if you want, like, see vitriol on a on a movie, yeah. I, oh, I, I I felt the pain coming through your words. Yeah, but I mean, I don't really need to say anything about it. It's just I, I'm just not into slasher movies. Is basically what it amounts to, and it, it just didn't, and it didn't even. I mean, I've seen slasher movies before. That I mean, Halloween is sort of an example of that kind of a film. But one level, it wasn't as gross, and second, it, it had more storytelling elements, and which I just felt like that film lacked. So that's all I'll say about that. Then as far as disappointments, um, Elysium, I really had high expectations for this film, and it really didn't... I, I just did... I thought it looked great, but I, I just didn't think... The storytelling elements were too simplistic, and it, it just didn't really engage in the way that... Um, uh, what was the uh, the other movie that he did? District Nine. District Nine. Thank you. That I really enjoyed a lot. So I, I had high expectations, and they didn't weren't really met. And then surprises. Um, kind of reiterate what everyone else has said. I really enjoyed World War Z. I mean, not my favorite film of the summer or anything, but but definitely uh, it definitely was a lot better than the trailer led me to believe. I thought it was quite good. And then also, um, I actually really enjoyed Now You See Me. I thought that was actually pretty fun. And uh, I enjoyed the, the the performances in that, and it, it got a little convoluted. Yes, it it wasn't like a perfect film, but um, I I like, guess I like movies about magic, so it's fun. I, en- yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that Dave Franco fight scene still one of my favorite scenes of the action scenes of the of the year. Yeah. <laughs> He's throwing cards at Mark Ruffalo. It's awesome. I don't know. It's like I I because I, I don't want to I don't need to go into Star Trek anymore. But I mean I I get it. Like I get where the love comes from it just seems almost surprising to me how much you how much you love star trek no and i'm not even a i'm not a trekkie i yeah i, I just I, but I, I, I could just see so many like it seems like the flaws in that movie are obvious regardless of how much you like that movie or not and, and it's like you look past those because you had so much fun with it which is great i'm, I'm glad that happened yeah i like the the fight of spock versus khan and i don't know i, I just it was just enjoyable I, I I don't know it it it's been a while since I've seen it. I probably should watch it again. But I I really I remember coming out of the theater really loving that film. And I was even already walking out of the theater. I was ready to pro- proclaim it my favorite blockbuster of the summer. And it was. I mean there wasn't any. I mean as far as big budget films, there wasn't anything else that. Um, um, well, you know actually I did enjoy Despicable Me too a lot. But as far as like live action films, um, that was definitely at the top of my list. Other thoughts on this summer's movies? Anyone? I, I have a, a thought, not necessarily about the summer's movies, but if I can, if you can uh, humor me for a second. I'll so, allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you know, Mark mentioned that when talking about your next, he doesn't like slasher movies, and you've made it clear, Aaron, 
what in your Star Trek in the Darkness review that you just don't care about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. For coming from people who you know write reviews of films, how important do you think it is to be honest with your readership that you know going into something you have extensive preconceived biases towards what you're about to watch? But I see. I don't think uh, I have seen slasher movies that I did enjoy, like Halloween, the original. I like that film. And there's, I don't know, there's been other movies, I don't know, like Black Christmas, which is an old Margot Kidder movie. I mean, oh, I've seen... There's a callback. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I've seen, I can pick out movies where the main point of it... I think part of Your Next was, first of all, it just was just so, like, it was just ten people, and then it's nine, and then it's eight, and then it's seven. It was just, like, rudimentary storytelling. There wasn't enough there. So, I mean, it could have risen above it if it had given a little bit more story and maybe, I don't know, the none of the people, I didn't find any of the people uh, in, in, engaging. And I mean, and if they had made, even the, the star of the film, she was fine. But, I mean, I didn't really care. I didn't even care whether they lived or died. I think if maybe I did, maybe I would have given it a better review. So it's it's possible for a slasher movie to surpass all of that. But this one didn't. I just have to speak to the fact that you are the the wide minority on this, the the high regard that it has that it does have as far as slasher movies go, especially. And I don't want to get into a giant review on your next, but I just I I disagree, and I think there are a lot more storytelling elements going on, and certainly a lot more dark humor than you're giving the movie credit for. But, yeah, I didn't I didn't get it. I mean, I like I you I wrote a pretty detailed review and I even gave into like I couldn't understand even from a intellectual standpoint why the people were staying in the house. I and I, they kept walking into dark rooms knowing that there were people there. They put the mother in the bedroom where they heard bad noises. I just it didn't even the the killers wore masks that made it impossible for them to see. I mean, I don't care they're little slits that'd be easy to overtake them in a fight because you can't, you have no peripheral vision. This nothing made sense in that. Film. <laughs> <laughs> it's, our, it's the, it's the anger that they did use. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> right. Right. Maxwell to your question. Uh, Star Trek is like it's an it's an anomaly to me. That's like the best way I could phrase that for that because for the most part, and I I mean it's not like I'm not honest in that Star Trek review, no, which I did not which I did not initially intend to write and initially had it, and when I did write something I wanted it to be a lot shorter and then it ended up being one of the longer things I've written. But regardless, no, I do try to be. I I come at in you know in terms of writing reviews and even in the way I talk about movies I come at it as a as a person that's trying to relate what I thought about the movie, I, if it if so, if there's some pre context needed to like describe what what it is about certain subjects that I enjoy, then so be it. Or if I have to distinguish what it is about Star Trek that's you know not something that why I don't care about it or what have you, or if it's if you have to apply context to the Fast and Furious series, I mean it's it's. Maybe I'll write about that or not, but regardless, it just comes down to what. This is why I enjoyed these movies. This is why I didn't enjoy this movie, or this is what I thought was right. I just kind of come at it as a, as a person that wants to relate my own opinion on it, and not someone that's you know trying. To, I'm not. I'm never trying to say definitely see this movie or definitely do not see this movie. Those are words that I never try to write. I just try to come at it as what I appreciate or didn't about said movie. Yeah, I like that answer. Good job. Um, you guys meant. I mean. I'll address this because I did. I 
if those who have not seen it, I posted it on my blog and at Weiss Blue. I wrote a note, I wrote a, I wrote a, um, I wrote a big essay called The Summer of Meh, um, which described my opinion on the movies of the summer for the most part, in speaking of generalities, because I think of the kind of the bigger, the wide releases, I do think there was a lot of just kind of average to mixed movies, movies that I wasn't too impressed by or ones that I wouldn't, don't think I'll be coming back to anytime soon. And it's not a matter of not having fun or not being impressed in some way by certain movies at the time, but as I'm looking back at my reviews and I see a lot of like Bs, B minuses and lower and not too many B plus A movies. You know, I mean, there's, all, there's very few of those and I can... Looking at the other previous summers, which I have, and I can even name some offhand just without looking at them, I was able to quickly identify just other, uh, from previous years, movies that I really enjoyed, and lots of them. And it just seems like this summer seemed notably weaker than past summers. That's where I was coming at it from. I mean, as far as indie, indie movies and art house films and foreign flicks and what have you, that happens every year. Like, that's not something I'm, like, I'm always going to find a lot of those movies any time of year, really, that I really like. So it's, that seems like a, neg a negligible point to me. But, I mean, for these wide releases, it just did seem noticeably weaker than previous crops of summer movies. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't think there were, you know, was maybe not even one, if not a couple, like, truly great summer movies. And by that, I mean, like, what you think of when you think of a summer movie. That being said, as a, you know, a film fan and an avid moviegoer, I tend not to differentiate between the spectacle stuff and the art house stuff and foreign and Indian, whatever. So for me, you know, if I'm seeing a lot of movies I enjoy over a period, I enjoy the period. And, you know, so, okay, there were great summer movies, but I still had a great summer at the movies. It, it may be just a semantic differentiation, but that's just kind of my perception of it. That factors into it for sure. And it's, it's because... Because I am, I mean, I see lots of, I see all kinds of movies and lots of, yeah. them. and it's so like, I mean, you you guys know me, and you know that I'm very optimistic, which is why it seemed not not noticeable to me that yeah. I wasn't I wasn't coming at all these movies like loving all of them or at least yeah, actually, having more fun. I'm shocked actually that you I didn't know you wrote an article called The Summer of Meh. That doesn't even sound like a title you would give. No. So I'm I'm shocked. I'll have to read it because it doesn't sound like the kind of thing you would write. <laughs> it, um, yeah. And also, you did like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it sort of comes down to expectations. But I mean, I know you. I I can name like you know several. I mean, and you sort of admitted this, but you I can name a lot of movies that you saw that you did enjoy. So. Yeah, and it's more of like because I was I was looking at like other top ten lists, and I was looking at some Facebook posts about like what what was your like top five movies of the summer. And right. I, I honestly just couldn't name five movies offhand. I could name that, like, I truly felt like these are the best movies of the summer easily. Like, that wasn't coming to mind quickly. I would say, I like, I could not, I can name out Pacific Rim, because I generally just really love that movie. And it Fast Six. I know you love that. I, yeah, but I, that, even then, like, that was, like, it's not as good as Fast Five to me. It's not one that I'd, like, I, no, it's not. I, it's not one that I had to, like, that I'd, like, I couldn't. I couldn't easily say it was like the number three movie of the summer, the number two. Like it, there weren't movies that were coming to mind in that kind of ranking. The only one that came to mind was Pacific Rim, and that's more. That's more related to like my theatrical experience of watching the movie rather than the actual movie itself, and which I think will show when I kind of rewatch that movie as well. Like I'll be happier to pick it apart because I'm not watching it on a giant IMAX screen with you know with Alan and a bunch of other people in the theater with me. It's yeah. That's <laughs> so that's that's where I was coming from with kind of. It's not. A, it's not like I'm. I'm still talking about Avengers and Dark Knight. And like those are movies that I like generally love. They came out in the summer, and that that just didn't happen this summer. 
I wonder what the perception from the general movie-going public is about this summer. Given the the totals, like you know, box office-wise, it's I would like to think it's probably you know fairly high. Yeah. Man of Steel is, I mean, is indifferent as most of us are. I think most of us are. Who does anyone on this panel like generally like Man of Steel? Like, I can't wait to see it again. I don't think no. anyone. Yeah. No. Jordan, you only saw that four times, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Third and a half. He slept with the other half of that. <laughs> but it's, I think we just woke Jordan up from a nap. But I mean, that movie is certainly it's it's certainly <laughs> one of the more divisive movies of the summer because there are people that generally really love that movie, and I mean I, it, it did make almost three hundred million dollars domestically, let alone what did it make. Yeah, I mean, for example, and this is just like anecdotal, but um, the guy who is like the security guard in the building where my office is, mm-hmm. he said it was the best movie he's ever seen. Okay. So take well, it for what it's worth, but you know that's general movie going public. And like I have friends that are, I have a friend that works for DC Comics and thinks Man of Steel's amazing. Like I mean, it's like it's well, it's he, not. He just, was paid to say that. Yeah, it's, he's probably paid. To say no, that. I mean, no, I. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like there's, it's not. It's like it's not just like the general audience that's divided I, on Man of Steel. I, there's like I know the actual somebody... film critic populace that is divided. Well, on like that uh, Drew McWeeny, for example. Gave it an A plus and just like was effusive in his praise. I mean, I think for any given movie, you can always find someone who thinks it's the greatest thing ever made, and then you can also find people who absolutely hate it. Then there's a percentage of people who enjoyed it, and I think you're right. I think Man of Steel has a high percentage of the theater going public that did enjoy it. I, I think it is pretty well liked. I don't know if that will change over time, but I think it at the moment it is. It's pretty still well respected. I think if a, if the sequel, if the if the Batfleck versus Superman movie um, <laughs> is you know proves to be better, I think it could retroactively make Man of Steel a better movie, given what that movie needs to accomplish in terms of addressing the massive amounts of destruction that happened at the end of Man of Steel. I, I think if it satisfies right. viewers in terms of continuing where this movie left off, then it could make Man of Steel hold higher, better ground in that regard. And I mean, obviously, you have like Despicable Me too and Monsters University. Those, you know, they. Made I it. I love Monsters U so much. I seem to be kind of alone in my immense praise for it. No, no, I, that's that's really. Res- I think that film was a critical and box office hit. As yeah, was mean, Despicable yeah. Me too, despite the fact that some people on the panel didn't care for it. <laughs> some, I mean, so movies, so movies that have Beyonce as a as a forest thing are just better than others. That's what oh, I'm gosh, that. <laughs> but see, so you're talking about epic, and that's an example of a film that I don't have vitriol against. That's just, it was just boring to me. Like, I don't have hate towards epic like, you know, Turbo that you have. I just, it's just was there. It was just like a product, in my opinion. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for people to be disappointed when you call your movie epic. <laughs> I mean, you gotta really pull out all the oh, stops. I, yeah. I think I said it was the it was the worst. Was something I said something about it was the worst titled movie since The Last Exorcism Part Two. <laughs> I mean, I paid reference to, the, to to Epic's title and how it didn't live up to that name, and I liked the movie. I mean, yeah, it's clearly set up for failure at that point. Uh, but I didn't like the voice characterizations in it either. I I don't like movies where they're trying to be. Like take place in another time and place, and then the people in the movie sound like they're from 2013. It's just like okay, there's just I don't know. I I want them to pick the voices because they really embody that character, not because they're a huge singing sens- sensation. Yeah, I have a real 
I agree, a real issue with the way a lot of uh, animated movies are cast. Instead of hiring, like, truly great and gifted voice artists, they hire, you know, Beyonce. And, right. you know, Steven Tyler. <laughs> I, Steven I, I just in that movie? Damn yeah, he's an, he's an epic. He plays, like, a wizard. It's epic. Like a, like a slug wizard. <laughs> a slug wizard. Does he, he really? He has oh a song. He has a song in the <laughs> he movie. Has... <laughs> he has a song. It's great. It's it's like when he shows up as the magical singing elf in Polar Express. I listened to it five times. It was great. <laughs> He's in Polar Express 2? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're making Polar That's Express 2 with Tom Hanks and Steven Guys, Tyler. I'm going right now. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Polar Express 2? I would see. I love Polar Express, actually. I've never seen it. It's creepy, I mean, but it's, it's magical. <laughs> it's got creepy with that motion capture. That's what I call Black Christmas, creepy but magical. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want from a Christmas film? You want to be a little scared, but, you know, warmed over by the end. I can't wait for Pacific Rim Christmas special. So the Jaegers try to get the trees back from the kaiju. We sold them all. Um, anything else do we want to discuss as regards to the summer movies? Maybe, maybe some of the smaller movies? I mean, I could go on for a long time on the smaller movies I, it's fairly recent but you know short term 12 just really hit me on a very uh, like base emotional level and I think uh, a lot of people should give it a chance because one of the smart things it does in a way that I didn't find convoluted or contrived or, or poorly done is it encompasses you know a, a sort of a myriad of issues that teenagers face that I think people of all ages can kind of hold on to or still have, like, lingering feelings or unresolved feelings about. So I think it, it, it's good to kind of, uh, to watch to, you know, he, in some ways heal, you know, certain issues that you or, or anyone may still have. I thought it was pretty powerful. I agree with all of that. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. So there you go. <laughs> no, <laughs> short, short Term 12 is quite good. I, I, and I, I agree with Maxwell's points. And I'd say this... I'd say a lot of the same things about Spectacular now, actually. I yeah, I agree. Those yeah, and the way way back also. All these films about there's a lot of films this summer. The Kings of Summer also. Like one of the prevailing themes to me was coming of age. You know, and mud. Also mud. Yeah, mud. Yeah, coming of age stories were quite popular this summer. Yeah, but you know, films that were done with like maturity and intelligence and and like real strong emotions instead of the normal teen stuff. Uh, yeah. This summer, you either had movies about the world coming to an end or emotional teen stuff. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's true. I agree. That's absolutely spot on. I, well, I don't know if we talked too much as far as independent films, but uh, the Blue Jasmine I thought was really good as well. That was a film I, I like quite a bit, and with a spectacular performance by Kate Blanchett. I can say um, Abe and I completely agree, which you can yeah. find in our previous episode, the Blue Jasmine special with Adam Gentry. Kate <laughs> Blanchett's incredible in that movie. I don't know how she did it. It's like just putting everything on the screen. She made a wish to her magical singing slug that she has in her background. <laughs> Voiced by Steven Tyler? No, actually it was the uh, the Edge from U2. <laughs> he, he was finally finished rewriting songs for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> Still don't so, know what that guy sounds like. Um, so, you know, we've mentioned a couple of times that a lot of the movies this summer sort of dealt with destruction and the end of the world. What suggestions would you give to studios or blockbuster filmmakers for ways to, you know, still make movies that have a lot of spectacle to them, but aren't so destruction-based? Uh, add songs, more musicals. More add, musicals. Songs, add songs to these movies of lots of destruction, and then why not? You know, 
I, I like that idea a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Maxwell. Sure, uh, yeah, I'm sure there is a lot of destruction in all these movies. <laughs> like the only, you know, like Lone Ranger was one of the few that didn't have mass destruction, mass casualty. You know, like the fate of the world in the balance. Even the comedies, like you're saying, like even the, yeah. the best comedies of the summer. To me, this is the end and the world's end. Were, I mean, right there in the in the They're title, del- they deliver on those titles. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of bizarre to me how you know. You know, themes or, or or styles or types of filmmaking all seem to happen at once. It's like the man who's the man who's wired, the man who's one major weakness aside from kryptonite, the people of Earth, Man of Steel had too, too much destruction in it. <laughs> he completely failed at his vision on this one. Um, yeah, for me, movies like The Wolverine and Two Guns, like were just like a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, they're stupid films, but like the stakes aren't high, you know, they're just very personal and that, that millions of lives aren't on the line. And those are things I appreciate about the, the Wolverine in particular. I did like that. It was such, a I know people didn't like two guns, but I, 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 enjoyed I it. actually, I actually thought two guns was a hoot. I had a, a lot of fun for a lot of the same reasons you just said it was like, after everything, it was just like, yeah, it was like stupid, simple, amusing. Mm-hmm. And they had great chemistry together. Those yeah. Are the best scenes of the movie when they're together. I think Marky Mark can have great chemistry with anything these days. Yeah, even his teddy boy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If it's Denzel or it's a teddy boy, I mean, Mark Wahlberg's great as a as a co-lead. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing him with some robots. And, of course, Ted, too. <laughs> oh, we, can, we, should, we should combine those franchises. They're both Paramount. No, they're not. <laughs> One's Universal. Um, let's see. Yeah, looking at the... The list here of the other movies that came out and seeing other major themes. Great Gatsby was quite the surprise in terms of just how well it did. That was surprising considering that uh, uh, I really didn't think it was going to do that well. Where did it end up? Ninth place with 144 place. million Jesus. domestically. What did it have? Yeah, 330 worldwide. A movie about yeah. a, a, a melodramatic drama set in the 1920s. With 1920s roadster uh, drag races? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with like the with, with basically you have Leonardo DiCaprio and big colorful set pieces as your main selling point, and that's and a and a pretty cool soundtrack. The soundtrack helps, but yeah. Well, I, you know, I think soundtrack. part of it's probably just how well known that book is. I mean, everyone you know is forced to read it, and if they don't actually read it, they at least have heard the title. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think it, it proves that you know DiCaprio is a major draw in the right role. I wonder if they'll learn from that and try to counter-program a little bit more in the future, or or still just yeah, do I, all that. I can't oh. wait for the big budget adaptation of the of the where the, where the red fern grows. That'll be. <laughs> no. I think I think we're right for an old man in the sea epic. Oh man, with a starring Tom Hanks. Yeah, starring like Johnny Knoxville or something. Johnny Knoxville, yeah, the the second baby. Uh, Mark, I do agree with you that I had the biggest laughs for a trailer seeing a bad grandpa. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not proud to admit that, but why not? What's wrong? What's wrong with well, being just, a fan of the, the Jackass favorite. movies? I mean, that it makes me generally genuinely laugh like quite a bit. When, when he makes it rain in that trailer, <laughs> yes, oh, yes. That's, the, that's the moment. <laughs> You know, and what's funny, too, about it is, like, they take it to the next level. Like, it's already funny that the little boy is dressed up like a girl, and he's, like, twerking it and everything on the stage. I'm already laughing. And then they just pushed it to the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. Like, it's, it's just funny. 
it's just you don't want to laugh necessarily, but you are like just laughing. <laughs> that brings me to a good question, actually. What uh, fall movies are we looking forward to that the summer season has ended? Oh wow, maybe like three. I know there's like a lot. I, this the, I'm really this fall is really loaded with stuff. By the way, hmm. I mean, old boy, I've seen that already. <laughs> Well, the the Hobbit movie, The Desolation of Smog. I'm Smaug. Looking, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, if I got to name three, I'd probably go with Gravity, which I'm hearing great oh, things yeah. about and looks amazing. Yep. Uh, the Wolf Makes of sense. Wall Street, because Scorsese is my boy. Yep. And <laughs> I don't know. Let's say uh, blue is the warmest color. I hope it come. I hope it gets a. I think it's set for a fall release. Like I just saw the Twelve Years a Slave trailer not too long. Ago. Oh, God. yeah, that's, it's hard to pick three. That looks. Yeah. What's her, the new David O. Russell movie? It's um. Which one? Oh, um, uh, American Hustle. Yes, yes, can't wait for that. Monuments Men. I, I'm Spike Jones. Her. I'm looking Spike forward Jones, to that. Spike Jones. Her. Yeah, there you yeah go. that looks good. Hey, when is uh Inside Llewellyn Davis coming out? Inside Llewellyn Davis. Yeah. <laughs> December, I think. December. Yeah. I think so. That's a cool trailer. I saw that with uh, Blue Jasmine. Like, hmm, like this. The really Scott movie looks looks counselor. Great. Yeah, counselor. Should prove to be a, a a wealth of riches this fall. Hopefully. Riddick. Oh well, I mean, I already, have my, already have my tickets for that. <laughs> um, Claudia, for chance of meatballs too. I'm looking forward to seeing an animated film that I really want to like. That'll be a nice change. Yes, I, I think that's the center <laughs> right there. Is like I, I really want to like it. Well, if we're talking animated films, I can't wait to see Frozen. I'm a real geek for Disney animated music. I still don't know what that, that movie's about. I, I I think Aaron read the premise, and I was like, that's not what I got from the teaser trailer at all. Nope. <laughs> all I know is that it's a Disney musical, and I'm on board. I don't really it's care. It's a musical? It's a musical? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like some like super dark story. and. No, it's like it's like their follow-up to Tangled. Well, like, it's, it's, really? it's based well, on it's, Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen, isn't it? Yeah, it yes. is. It's so. like their next princess musical movie. Right. Interesting. Although they just I mean, all they fo- focus on is that snowman. Snowman. I've seen art yeah, for the movie. Yeah, snowman with like, like this sneezing problem. I mean, I think that's just supposed to be like the little teaser to get the young teaser. ones interested. And I bet in a you know couple weeks we'll see like a, an actual trailer. What What do you guys think about uh, August Osage County? <laughs> it has a really good cast. Yeah, I mean, I saw the play a couple of times on Broadway, and it's pretty spectacular. But you know, I'm always a little hesitant when they adapt plays to screen, especially ones that are so based on language and conversation. You know, you really have to work wonders to you know open it up to work on film. But the cast does do a good job of that. (laughs) That cast is pretty. Like can picked. The cast is like, fantastic, but yeah, just seeing the trailer is like, okay, well, I'll probably see that, but that's not one that's like excited me. Right. Um, it's it like is, my it's, best friend's funeral's wedding. It is Trace. It is Tracy Letts though, so I just assume that like Marcus Robinson's gonna like stop that sound. He'll what be is first that? in line. Potato chips. Yes, that is so noisy. I don't I know what it. it is. <laughs> it's it's a really different uh, work for Tracy Letts than his other stuff. I mean, yeah, that's what it definitely besides, seems like. Besides the fact that it won him the Pulitzer Prize, you know, it's far more uh, elegant, I guess is the word I'd use. Those chips no- are so noisy. That's just so noisy. <laughs> Stop that. Oh, my God. Who is that? <laughs> yeah, that's you. But, yeah. <laughs> Whoever smelt I mean, it, dealt it. Once you pop, you can't stop it. It's, it's not me. 
I'm kind of looking forward to Catching Fire. I, I like that. I'm a big fan of the books, and I thought the first movie is pretty good. And I think, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is pretty amazing at anything these days. So, I guess speaking I will, of that, too, I guess I'm kind of excited for Ender's Game. I just don't know if that's a... I hope that it's not a disappointing movie. And, uh, and Thor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thor. I forget that's coming out. Got a great smile. And uh, my favorite movie, my most anticipated movie of the year, Anchorman 2. There you go. <laughs> I uh, can't wait for that. Oh, age. Prisoner Prisoners looks pretty pretty darn good. Hearing good things about Prisoners. Yeah. Which excites me. I'm, I'm, I've heard it wait, compared to... to... Is... Oh, wait, no, that's Escape Plan. There's oh, there's one... uh, the Monuments Men, too. Yeah. yeah. That The trailer was more um, comedic than I was expecting. I think it's hitting the same beats that Argo was hitting. Yeah. Which makes me sad, which makes me happy. I'm like, yeah, all right. Which makes you sad and happy? There'll, there'll be, be drama, comedy, landmines, all those things. <laughs> Why'd you step on a landmine? What if in the movie Matt Damon like actually blows up like a moment after? That'd be amazing. Like, what if that happens? That is <laughs> <laughs> like the first five minutes, everything else is like told in flashback. Hey, are they still uh, releasing episode two and episode three in 3D? As of now, I don't believe that is a plan. Okay. I believe that was that was scrapped. I just got a text from my friend who I recommended to see In a World with, and he saw it as a date movie, and he loved it, and his date loved it as well. Oh, In a World was super good. Oh my god, yeah. I was so impressed by Lake Bell, and Fred Melamed, it's just, he's a national treasure. I guess I'll end this episode just so I can like edit all this middle stuff out, but <laughs> so we keep talking about other things. Um... <laughs> So there you have it, <laughs> the <laughs> results for the second annual Top Summer Movie Gamble Results Show. Good job, Mark. Way to Thank win. you very much. It was a pleasure. You you will actually get a prize because I gave out a prize last year, so now I guess I'm obligated to give you a prize as well. <laughs> but I, I, Can I get a prize? No, you get nothing. You get oh, what, what was the what was the prize last year? I gave Adam a um, a set of Avengers action figures and a Nick Fury bobblehead. Or something. Wow, like that. that's a good price. So I got, I'll get you, I'll get you something similarly cool as well. Um, I'm so mad right now. Yeah, but you, you should have won. You got give him, give him your gypsy danger. You get, no, that's come on. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know how quick that no was. <laughs> uh, uh, that's stupid talk. Um, <laughs> Turbo action figure. Um, okay. But anyway, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's bonus episode of Out Now There Nave. You can find more of my personal work at my personal blog. I said that weird. At thecodazeek.com, where you can find, my, find all my written movie reviews, as well as elisablue.com, movie reviews, and at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag A- or Aaron's PS3. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> On his toes, as always, Jordan Grout. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at AmsterdamChap. Maxwell Haddad. Uh, you can go to my website at Cinemaxwell.com or follow me at, on, at Twitter at the same thing, Twitter.com slash Cinemaxwell. And Mark Hoban. And you can read more of my reviews on FastFilmReviews.wordpress.com and follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. And this is, this is a bonus episode. Let's go through this quick. iTunes. HHWLOD.com, outnotapodomatic.com. You can find the show at any of those locations. Email is outnotapodcast at gmail.com. Your thoughts on the summer. That'd be great. 
and facebook.com slash out in our podcast and twitter.com slash out underscore podcast nailed it um <laughs> yeah uh thanks guys for um thanks guys participating in this year's summer uh, summer bet oh thank you for having me thank you I wish I would have won. Can't can't wait to be well, There's always next year, Maxwell. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed, but you know, whatever. I mean, uh, you... the pressure is going to be on now. Next year, I, I'm going to need to do well again. I think. Yeah. See, Adam well, tried to skip it... out. He's like, I can't come on today. But Mark, you were here and you held your ground and you did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Are you going to change your Twitter handle to Aaron's PS4? I keep getting asked that, and I keep saying, of course I will. Come on. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> have you pre-ordered a PS4? Damn straight I have. But all that's, we can save all that news for next time. <laughs> so, <laughs> until then, <laughs> so long. And goodbye. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me All summer long we sang a song and then we strolled that golden sand Two sweethearts and the summer wind Kites, those days and nights, they went flying by. The world was new beneath the blue umbrella sky. Then, softer than a piper man. I will say this. I have all the right people on for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Is that a good thing? Well, you'll find out. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, it's a... <laughs> Sounds like a negative thing right now. <laughs> We're all losers. Don't worry about that. We, we, all, we all did really terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm recording a movie podcast for free at midnight. I'm pretty sure I'm a loser. <laughs> You're a winner in my eyes. <laughs> Me too. One day this podcast will become famous, and these episodes will be the classic episodes. So they'll be treasures. I look forward to that day.